Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. C T O O Z Z Y Y W W O O M M B B Pocket Pocket. I'm Shan. I'm Aria. Say Ari. Ari. <laughs> Welcome to Cozy Room Podcast. Let's go. Teachers need to be paid a lot more than what they're getting in any and every state. In the states where the kids' test scores are low, their academic scores are low. Those teachers need to be more qualified and given a bigger budget in order to get all of the resources in order to help those kids because there's no reason why you have entertainers, basketball players, people that um, create music, getting more of an income than the main people actually helping to raise the minds of little people. These are the generations after us that are basically going to put in laws to take care of us when we're old. You know, put in laws to help grow the environment in the best way, in the healthy way. So why are we not paying these teachers what they're worth? Like, if you think about it, a lot of people do not do the work with their children prior to them going into kindergarten, prior to them going into preschool. And that's put on the backs of a lot of uh, daycares, putting on the backs of a lot of people who um, run camps. And... Having a child is not just making sure a child has a room, making sure a child has food, making sure a child has clothes, making sure a child has TV, making sure a child has toys, making sure a child takes a bath. It's a lot of learning that goes into raising a child. So if you went all summer without reading a book to your child, without having your child sit still for like 10 minutes, without um, showing your child what their name is, how to write their name, how to point out letters, how to point out numbers, how to brush their teeth, how to say please and thank you. And then you throw that child into kindergarten because I'm in Georgia and legally your child does not have to go to preschool here. You could just have that child without ever being in a classroom socializing with kids and throw them into kindergarten. I think that's stupid because... If you do that and your child has never been around other kids, you're basically throwing them into an environment they're not used to. And of course, that child is going to have social issues. Of course, that child is going to want to be very latched on to the teacher or to the assistant teacher. Of course, that child is going to have issues lining up in line and going to the library or going to the bathroom or following directions. Some kids are in kindergarten and can't even hold their pencil because they were never given one. 
it's important for your child to sit somewhere quietly for 10 minutes, follow directions, be able to hold a pencil or a crayon. When your child goes into kindergarten, it should not should be their first time. Okay, when your child sits at a table by themselves without you holding them or them being strapped into something should not be their first time in kindergarten. When your child tries to write their name should not be their first time in kindergarten. When your child sees the days of the week, that should not be their first time in kindergarten. When your child uh, sees the time or can describe what they see, whether it's an apple or their colors, kindergarten should not be the first time. But it's a lot of parents out here not doing the work. So when you put, let's say, 18 kids in a similar age in one room with one teacher, and if your school can afford it to provide you an assistant teacher, you might have an assistant teacher to help you with the class. When you put all those children in there and you trying to get all of them to listen, you're trying to get all of them to follow directions. You're trying to get all of them to get understanding of what the directions are on the paper or how to write their name. It's hard. It's frustrating. Um, trying to get your child to be quiet or try to get your child from not throwing a tantrum on the floor or not getting their way. And them not know, knowing any form of discipline because you give in to them when you're at home or when you're driving, you give in to them and you let them scream. A teacher cannot teach the rest of the class if your child deserves or uh, decides that, oh, I want to kick and scream because I can't get the Legos now because she said it's reading time. I don't want reading time. She says it's reading time. I'm sorry, but that is on the parent. I'm sorry, but that is something that is very demanding on me as a teacher, if I was a teacher, to deal with five days of the week, every week, for a year. That's hard, and that's a lot of work. And then you have to, you know, create a curriculum. You have to do, uh, you know, daily write-ups of what every child is doing. And you do have um, good apps now like Class uh, Dojo, which will, you know, allow the teacher to let parents know how their kid is doing or what they weren't doing correctly in class. Today, I could go on Class Dojo and see that, you know, Anya wasn't listening to line up in line yesterday. If I would have saw it yesterday, I would have said something to her about it yesterday, but today I'll say something to her. Also, um, this morning she did good with the transitioning, is what her teacher wrote in there, with coming from breakfast and getting into, you know, putting her backpack away in class and sitting down and writing her name. So... That open communication with a teacher is definitely a must uh, that I think a lot of parents need to go ahead and do. A lot of teachers, I think texting, emailing, um, having that communication is important and it will help you because that's something you can focus on in the conversation that you have with your kid in the car. How was school today? And they'd be like, oh, it's fine. It was good. That's it. Well, your teacher said this. Well, then your, your 
daughter or your son is going to be very surprised that you know what happened today, even though I'm not telling you. You need to open up that discussion with your kid and let them know that there's nothing that's a secret that you do at school, even when I'm not there, versus that you do at home. Like, you have to let them know where they're wrong. You have to uh, connect and develop some type of discipline sheet that you're going to follow each time they do something wrong. You have to stay consistent. And all of that tells me that these teachers aren't being paid a lot. 25k a year is not enough to be a teacher. 30k a year is not enough to be a teacher. 40k a year is not enough to be a teacher. Because a lot of teachers don't even have the budget to get the things that they need in order to teach your child on the correct level that their needs are in a classroom. Pencils, crayons, um, crayon boxes, cleaners to clean off the desk because them kids are nasty, Clorox wipes, um, markers, pencils, uh, paper. They go through so much paper. If you would see how many packs of plain white paper my kids have gone through in one year. Imagine if that was times 18 in the classroom. Like, they're constantly in need of supplies. And when you have parents that won't bring in the stuff that their kids need, and then the teacher is trying to teach everybody the same thing but your your daughter doesn't have crayons your daughter doesn't have a pencil she never has paper she doesn't do her homework and then you're wondering why is she not able to do her numbers why is she not able to spell her name why is she not able to do her work on time why aren't you as a parent doing you know their homework with them at home like a teacher can only do so much So in order for a teacher to be able to teach on the best level, it's going to take the parents or the grandparents to step up at home and outside that classroom to help bring in some type of foundation for that child to be able to take in what's being taught. A lot of kids don't know how to sit still. And a lot of people want to go ahead and run to uh, medically saying something is wrong with them when in reality what's wrong with that child is a fact that this child's uh, appetite and nutrition is all sweets and junk food your child should not be eating tackies your child should not be eating candy around the clock your child should not be eating chips drinking soda drinking artificial juices Your child should be going to their checkups with their doctor regularly. Your child should be having their supplements given to them, their vegetables. All of that helps to balance out your kid. You should be cooking for your child during the week. And if your schedule is so hectic, which I understand most parents are, you should be planning what's going to be eaten and cooked for the rest of the week on that Sunday. You could prep cook and put it in containers and have that child something for when they get home just put in the microwave and set it up a five-year-old knows how to use a microwave Anya knows how to use a microwave okay there's no excuse for your child eating all of these artificial processed foods and then for you to sit there and wonder why is you know 
John so hyper? Why is uh, Emily, you know, she can't sit still or she won't listen? Or why is she acting out? Why is she up and down? Why is she always sick? You know, kids can only do so much by themselves. But I think it's up to parents and um, anyone with authority to help guide them in the right way. But you also have to provide these kids with the best resources. And we're going to have better teachers when teachers start getting the respect for what they do. Okay? Enough with teachers that just want to be a teacher for the sake of having a job. If you just want to have a job and it falls into teaching, then you shouldn't be teaching. If you want to teach for the sake of creating brilliant minds and having kids that's ready for the next grade that they're coming up against and having them prepared, then you should be teaching. You're doing the right thing. And people have to be more aware of why they're doing the work that they're doing. Because I really don't want anyone teaching my child that doesn't love teaching. I don't want a police officer being a police officer because of the salary. I don't want a fireman being a fireman because he likes how it looks and because of the salary. I want him to do it because he actually likes the fact that he protects people and puts out fires. He actually likes the fact that he stops, you know, people from harm or is there the first call if there's an emergency. Like you have to rethink where you are as far as where somebody positions you in a job, as far as teaching, protecting, guiding, um, communicating with parents. And it's a lot to have a big class of a a lot of little people that have never been told to sit down please or to please be quiet or to please wash your hands or please can you tie your shoes and your child has never tied their shoes. If you are a parent and you don't want to take out the time to tie your child's shoes or double tie it in the morning so it's not all loose throughout the day because I find myself doing that with some of Anya's shoes. I'll just double tie it for the sake of I don't even want to see these unlacing you dragging around every day and maybe you might ask somebody to tie your shoes. Imagine tying 18 kids shoes because nobody taught them how to tie their shoes. There's Velcro straps you could put on a kid's shoe. Okay? If you don't want to teach your child how to tie your shoe, make sure their shoe has Velcro straps. Okay, there's no reason why you're sending your child to school if they have body odor. Make sure they wear deodorant or they powder. You know, make sure they have the things that they need in order to be successful at school. You can't always put it on the teacher. Teachers need to be paid more because they're doing a lot. That's just my point of view. And I am not a teacher. I am a parent, but I deserve a lot of stuff. And when I think about everything that I have to do for my five-year-old at home to send her to a classroom where there's 18 other five-year-olds, listen, teachers need to be paid more. And I don't think there needs to be a difference in what teachers are being paid from state to state. I think that's crap. Teachers need to be consistently be paid the right amount of money consistently all over the U.S. no matter what. And if you think about it, if a teacher's salary can take care of how they live, there's going to be more students that want to grow up and teach. Because... 
being paid, you know, 60K plus a year for teaching, you can make a good living off of making 60K. Think about it. If uh, you marry somebody that has their own salary and you as a teacher are making 60K, you can make a good lifestyle for yourself. But anywhere under 60K and being a teacher in the U.S. right now with fluctuating test scores and states not having the right resources and teachers always having to go into their own pockets and get resources for their kids and their children in the classroom to be fair as they teach, they need to be getting paid more. I don't care what you Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.